Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action, a weekly podcast presented by the Knowledge Center at Chaddock. Our podcast is dedicated to therapists, social workers, counselors, and psychologists working with clients from an attachment-based perspective. Join host Karen Doyle Buckwalter for an insightful, informative, and inspiring conversation with leading attachment theory researchers and clinicians in the field. Today, Karen concludes her two-part conversation with counselor and educator Dorothy Darapalian about her core attachment therapy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. I'm your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, joining you from here at Shadok, and I'm just thrilled to introduce the guest I'm going to be interviewing today. So let me tell you a little bit about her. I will be speaking with Dorothy Darapellian, who actually developed a way of working with children called core attachment therapy. So Dorothy is an experienced mental health counselor, educator, and has been in private practice for over 30 years in Meredith, New Hampshire, and a New Englander. She specializes in attachment and play therapy, and she teaches at Granite State College. She also conducts home studies for child and family services, and that involves families who are interested in both domestic and international adoption. And she's also a certified advanced trainer in the nurtured heart approach. So you will find as we speak with her that the nurtured heart approach is an integral part of her core attachment therapy. She also received the International Peace Prize from the United Cultural Center in 2005, and she happens to be an adoptive parent herself. So coming right up, I believe you will really enjoy my discussion with Dorothy. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. This is part two of my interview with Dorothy Darapellian, who is the developer of Core Attachment Therapy. So, Dorothy, thank you for joining us again. Thank you so much. Yes. So in our discussion last week, we were talking about some of the specific activities that you use in the core attachment therapy, just to review for listeners. Some of them are derived from developmental play therapy. Some listeners might think sound somewhat similar to TheraPlay, but what is quite different is you're not doing a whole session, it's just filled with that. That is just a piece of your session. And then the nurturing parent approach, which is something I wanna talk about more in this portion of, of our interview, and then the child-centered play therapy piece that you have too. So. As I was looking at the nurtured parenting approach. Nurtured now, heart approach. Nurtured, nurtured heart excuse approach. me. I'm sorry. There is one called nurturing parent. I'm sorry. Yes. I just confused <laughs> that. Yeah. So everybody, don't make don't mix those two up like I just did. Very different. Um, so is that approach like for just parents in general, or 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 is there something specific about the the nurturing heart approach that was for you know foster adoption or attachment issues? The nurtured heart approach was um, developed by Howard Glasser in the in the nineties for children who had quote um, 
difficult behaviors. We have, it has evolved to working with children who have intense behaviors, as we are calling it, to make it more um, positive. And the approach really is based on, a, it's a relationship-based model. It's not a behavior modification model. And it focuses on building what we call the inner wealth of the child. And the inner mm-hmm. wealth is their qualities of um, value in, in the world and the qualities of greatness that they can share with the world because we are given gifts and it's our responsibility to share our gifts and use our gifts in a humble way. And that is what the nurtured heart approach is. And it's not just for parents who have children with challenging behaviors. It's for any relationship. It is, as I said, it was developed in the 90s, but as it's progressing, we are seeing it is not just for parents and children. It's for all of us in any relationship, and it's also a model based on a relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just so listeners are aware, this is an approach that you're an instructor for, so you could just offer this class just you know, to anyone in the community or, or within maybe a school district or something that parents could come and absolutely classes in the nurtured heart approach. Approach. Yes. I do trainings actually in the nurtured heart approach now because of the the pandemic and zoom, I've been doing it on zoom instead of having people come to my office. So it's kind of opened up a whole arena, but there's a whole network of us who are advanced trainers who do trainings. Um, I do it every six weeks or so, and it's open to parents and professionals. And I just love it when a parent comes who happens to be a teacher and says, oh, I can do this in my classroom. Yes, especially with your background. That would be really wonderful. Yes. So um, what I was also thinking about, I, I love the concepts that you have in the book from the nurtured um hard approach i have to think to say it correctly that's okay <laughs> um kind of like your last name i yes. not just rolling <laughs> off the tongue yet i want to like get it right um so one of the things that i see a great deal of in really distressed parent-child relationships which is pretty much what i see because chadak has a residential yeah. treatment center so things are have gotten pretty tough when you're considering out-of-home placement is lack of praise towards the children. Mm -hmm. And I loved how this approach even breaks that down and gives really specific ideas about that. So could you talk about that a little bit? Because I think people think, well, that's just a really basic concept. And they don't maybe realize when parents are under stress and very overwhelmed and frustrated, it's no longer a basic thing that just automatically happens, Mm -hmm. depending on their own background. Yes, yes. And the beauty about putting Nurtured Heart together with the, the attachment games is it gives me an opportunity to see where the parents are emotionally too, to see if they are ready to do this attachment work. Because part of what I do is I train them first in the nurtured heart approach. Right. And that helps me see if they can be emotionally available because if they're not able to give these recognitions, as we call them, 
of the, the good qualities that are happening, helps them focus on what's going right and not, to, not what's going wrong, then it allows me to see that they can move through this attachment process in a healthy way with their child. So in so some what, ways, you're almost using that a little bit like an assessment of capacity yes. of the parents. Yes. yes. Okay. Exactly. I hear, to give an example, one um, set of foster parents was going to adopt a, a teenager from the foster care system. And they learned that I do this, this training on nurtured heart approach. So they came to me, um, they came to the training, and then they wanted some separate coaching so they could be very successful in bringing this girl home and keeping her home because as you know a lot of children in the foster care system go from one home to another to another to another yeah because it's their muscle memory of okay if i create havoc i get to go somewhere else and that's all they know so this family was wise enough to say okay this is where she's going to stay so they came to the nurtured heart approach training did individual coaching and um but when it came to bringing the girl home and when, you know, they're there that you've got that honeymoon phase where they're very happy to be in a new place. But then the patterns of behavior come up, the family completely fell apart. And what happened here was the mother said, I can't do those positive recognitions because I never heard them as a child. Mm, very insightful. Of so she was able to do it in a concrete way when I was tr doing the training with her. Yes. But when it came to real time and giving it with her heart to her child, she couldn't do it. Yes. I see this very often. Yes. Where yes. very devoted, well-meaning parents and yes. can read everything and listen to all of it and are very committed to it. But when it time, comes time to execute it with their child for a variety of reasons, it becomes, yes. it, it depends on the situation, but it, it yes. becomes, well, impossible actually, yeah. without and that, and, support. And with the way Nurtured Heart is developed, what I would now do, because that was back maybe 15 years ago, is I would nurture her heart through recognitions of what I see in her. So she's being quote, kind of fed this emotional greatness as she's then providing it for her child. Yes. Now, is there, well, I'm asking this, but I know the answer. Is there ever a point where you think, wait, pause, maybe this parent needs additional work beyond what you just described? Yes. If I see that there's an emotional stuckness in the parent, I encourage the parent to then seek individual treatment if he or she is not already. But in the meantime, the nurtured heart approach is still what they can use throughout their day. And then when the most, when the parent feels like he or she is freed up that emotional stuckness, then we can go into the attachment games. But nurtured heart is always the first go-to because it does help the parents get in the driver's seat of what's going on in the home. How to direct the energy from, from negative behaviors to positive behaviors. And that can be a very entrenched negative cycle. Yes. To the point where the parents are almost presenting as victimized by the child and I can really see why they feel that way. Yeah. And I can also. And I, can, I can attest to that. When I brought my girl home, I felt like I was in a war zone. 
because her trauma came out front and center and it was pure chaos. But on the other hand, I love how this doesn't just leave things stuck there. Like you're very right. aware we have to somehow turn this around. Exactly. Like we, we have to turn this negative cycle that you are in now with your child yes. into something else. Yes. And as you know, we all have what we call a muscle memory, not just in physical muscle memory, but in emotional muscle memory. So the children are coming in with their muscle memory and they can't just change their behavior on their own. We have to change how we respond to them and what we see. And that's why I incorporated the nurtured heart approach in this, because it does help change the energy of the house from focusing on managing this chaotic behavior to then showing the child, this is your greatness. And I see that you used a lot of self-control when you could have done this instead of that. And it just builds that we call that inner wealth. Yeah, that term is intriguing to me, inner wealth. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful metaphor. It is, because I think many times both our parents and children um, feel that they're desolate inside by yes. the time they come to us. Yes. Mm. And this helps fill the, the well, so to speak, for the parent as well as the child. Because as you know, you know, we've, we've adoptive parents come in feeling so deflated because we come in with all this love and the child is still so chaotic. Mm-hmm. But it does, Nurtured Heart gives that, that um, lifeline, so to speak, because it focuses on who we are as human beings and what we're doing right and what we're bringing into this relationship that's pure and and hopeful. Yes, yes. And so now I want to bring up assessment. I I suppose chronologically, I'm doing this a little backwards, but you do, (laughs) you do have an assessment in addition to this with the parents, which obviously is a beautiful way to look at some of this as you start this process with them. But you also do ask about the parents' own history as you begin working with them. Could you share with listeners a little bit about that? And then we could also talk about any kind of assessment used with the children or looking at the overall parent-child relationship. Yes. Um, So with the child, I do the diagnostic drawing series, which allows me to see where the child is emotionally and developmentally. And it helps me understand um, where the stuck spot might be in their emotional um, healing, so to speak. Um, And for listeners that are not aware of those, which drawings do you use and and how do you work with those? I use the, um, it's the person tree house person in the rain rose bush and any picture they want to do for me okay and um my book has a good example of before and after the attachment games of how the child sense of self really had had evolved yes that was Um, quite compelling it was lovely and um so that helps me i talk to the parent about his or her attachment development and and to give me a sense of where they are, if they can provide this emotional nutrition for their child. Um, and then the nurtured heart training also helps me see that as well. I have a behavior matrix um, that is rated. So if um, before we do the attachment games, we do it. And at the end of the attachment games, we 
do it again for pre and post. If we have a significant bump for the better, then we talk about what else is left to do. If we have marginal changes, we go back and look at where we can tweak it a little bit more. Then the non-directive play therapy, the child therapy that comes after the games, that also gives us some example of where the child is, if there's been regression. And one thing I just want to highlight, I think, Karen, you had asked about it, is the um, what happens in the play therapy room. Yes. To give an example, I had one um, boy and a mother, biological set, um, was interrupted because of the parents' drug use. And the mother in her greatness, as we call it, in her greatness, got clean, got her act together, got her child back. So that's when we did the attachment games because they were ready to bond again in a healthy, healthy way. So it was interesting to see the little boys play therapy sessions change because when we were in phase one games, it was all about the mom bringing things into the cave. He was a baby cub and she was supposed to bring in all the food. Then this is just this fabulous phase two where his attachment got disrupted with her was she had to keep bringing him to the doctor because something was felt broken. Mm. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. Then phase three, which was the individuation phase, she was taking him to school, making him lunch, taking him to school, which is, again, he's individuating because he's leaving. Isn't that beautiful? That really is. So that's why that play therapy piece is very important. Right. Throughout the process. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Is there, are there any, like, do you ever use components of filial therapy in that part or is it? Because it's all parent-child. I'm not in the play therapy room. I'm sitting outside the play therapy room. This is my play therapy room. <laughs> by the okay. way. And if I have to intervene, I do. But most times I just let it evolve. Or okay. if the parent's looking at so me, just, I'll kind of message. You're watching. Yes. Yes. It's not me and the child. It's the parent and the child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, it's about their relationship. I'm just kind of in the background. Yes, absolutely. And so you obviously sometimes may get to the end of this protocol and maybe something else is needed often I'm sure this is quite powerful and and maybe something isn't I don't know talk to us a little bit about that because nowhere did I see in your book that well you just do this protocol and then everything's better (laughs) 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 to do anything the rest of your life you know we're looking for that that magic wand aren't we So that's part of the assessment afterwards. We reconvene as a family and we'll yes. look at what got better. Yes. What can continue I love, I love to get that better. part of what mm-hmm. you wrote about. Yes. yes. So tell us about that. So we look at what can what can be better. And when we look at what can be better, we decide, well, how can we get it there? Is it with the child just continuing some of his work or is the family still needing to do some work together? 
um, what is that going to look like? And we make treatment decisions all together because this process was done together. Right. So sometimes you might um, continue maybe just with the child. And yes. Okay. Or you know maybe the parent finds um, I need to continue with some more of my own therapy as part of this. And exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then so because this is an attachment based model. When we come to the end of the, the finale and then we do the wrap up of let's look at review everything, we don't then we just don't say goodbye. It's right. okay, I'll see you two weeks from now, we'll check in, I'll see you a month from now, because you don't want attachment to just be severed off. So that's why we part gradually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I'm glad you're bringing that up because I think a lot of times years ago before we were thinking about this this way it's like okay we have this termination session and we're done and you know any other contact is some kind of violation of boundaries or something and you know i think back on some of that i'm like wow you know like gradually moving to less contact, mm-hmm. having a mm-hmm. lot of preparation for that. Yes. And I always emphasize too, the door remains open. It's open. <laughs> I am here, you know. Yes. Um, so important in terms of attachment yes. relationships, especially for someone who has a history of trauma and disrupted yes. attachment relationships. And I've been at this, I've been in private practice now for over 35 years. And it does my heart so, it just warms my heart when a child, a client I had as a child comes back as a teenager, comes back in their mid-teens and then brings their child to me. Mm, That shows attachment right there. Right. And that you... The importance of relationship. mm -hmm, That you're... You and your office are a safe haven and yes. you, you more so than your office, but a place mm-hmm. to come back to yeah. with safety. So what would you say as we wind down here has been the response of the of clinicians, you know, who mm-hmm. you've introduced this to? And would you say it's mainly in the among play therapists or that you've introduced these ideas mm-hmm. or how has this rolled out, so to speak? It's rolling out um, first through the nurtured heart community, because there's a lot of us who are therapists in the nurtured heart community. Yes. Um, and I had one who really uses it quite extensively says she has seen so much progress in using this approach. And she had in two years of working with other models. Yeah. And then, um, that's encouraging. Yes, it is. And most recently, the I, I, the newest one, because I like to do from start to the newest one says she, could, she picked up the book and was able to use it immediately, which is how I wrote the book. As you can see, it's not thick. It's not based on a lot of theory. It's basic theory just to remind our brains structure of the games and to hit the ground running with it. Mm-hmm. And she says it's been very, very helpful in structuring what to do to help these families because the families who are in chaos need structure yes. to help that emotional regulation and, to, and the repetitiveness of the, the games. This is progressive. So when we do the first game, 
the first week, when we come back the second week, we do the first game and then we teach the new game. Oh, we forgot to mention that. Yes. That's important. <laughs> I'm so glad you're bringing that up. That's, that's so good. That, that, that ritual. For the brain. Yes. And repetition. Yes. Yes. So then week three is game one, game two, and then introduce game three. Yes. Week four is then game one, two, three, and then we introduce game, game four. So there's that repetition and the anticipation and the structure gives that predictability to kids yes. that they need to develop, develop their secure attachment. Yes. Very nice. Love that. And so if somebody wants to try to start to apply this, how do you rec- what is their first step? Come to like, go get your books. Is that what you think is like the best approach or, you know, how, how would you, if people listening to this want to know more about this, want to learn about this, want to try this, what is the trajectory you would like to put them on to do that? Well, I do have, um, there's, a deep um, DVD and a stream of my showing the progression of the games. So yeah. any th- therapist can pick up the book, have a video of what it looks like, then they and can do it. That's on your and website, I'm, right? That's on the website. Okay, correct. I thought that's where and, I saw that. Okay. And then use me as a consult as they go through the process to be sure that they're getting it. And because there's some nuances of the games that I may not have described very in much in detail because families do bring a new set of situations and one family a therapist is using it with twins mm. and um we talked about how to structure the the games with the twins okay so they can so use me as a consult okay as they so go they can the go process. to your website and they can buy the books and they can also buy them on amazon or, yes. or other, you know, maybe major yeah. booksellers. Yes. And in addition to that, you have the video that shows some of these physically active. The whole process, things, yes. So the, whole the whole process. process. And then the individual consultation that they can schedule with yes. you. Yes. Do you ever do any kind of workshops on this? I, I know you do their nurtured heart workshop. Right, right. That, this, I, I, I did a presentation to the New England Play Therapy the association so i'm available to do trainings when there's a, a group of people interested in in learning wonderful and that folks could also find information or reach out to you through your website you want to yes. share what that website is it's www.coreattachmenttherapy.com. Yes. Well, Dorothy, this has really been wonderful to hear how you've put these ideas together. Thank and, you so much. Yeah. And drawing on your experience as an adoptive parent and an educator. I, I think it's something really useful and helpful for folks to look into. I know I really enjoyed reading about it. Oh, and I can't forget to mention, I thought this was so clever. One of the activities is a feather blow back, back and forth. And so each of your books, when you open to that section, a uh, little feather floats out. That's only if you get it from the website. And that, if you only get it from me, the, the website, but not on Amazon, right? provide the feather i do <laughs> no, I, know. I thought wow somebody has to actually open this book and put a feather in that exact section of each book so you know I, there is a temptation to tell you but maybe i shouldn't have ruined the surprise that's okay uh, <laughs> 
got you got another surprise, didn't you? You got a greatness card. Oh, I don't think I did. Oh, I don't know that I got that. Oh, I'm sorry. I will send one to you. Okay, I don't think I That's got. That's kind of the nurtured heart approach. You get oh. a greatness card. Oh, good, 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 good. Lovely, lovely. Um, yeah, I, I can hear your language from the nurture to heart approach and it's quite nice and, and powerful and affirming and warm so again yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us here and for how you're contributing to the this uh, area of expertise and helping therapists and parents and kids thank you so much and i'm very appreciative of the time you've given me to, to show this to the world Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. Please follow our site, tkcchattock.org, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean for future podcasts. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, please log on to tkcchattock.org. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, trauma, and attachment theory. <laughs>